0: as I understand it.
1: Rectangle of mediocrity.
0: Wow, Craig, that was some outstanding stuff.
1: Whatever, Kevin.
0: You sound like a real nerd.
1: I'm grooving. <laughs> now I'm going off on a rant.
0: Our guests are the meat to our stale bread. Hey.
1: Hey. One foot in front of the other. Alright, it is another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am Craig Galberth, Executive Editor of Channel Partners and Channel Futures. Joining me today are Digi, the Digital Services Robot Mascot. Hey, Digi. And Edward Gately, our News Editor, who's making a second appearance. Oh, and of course, I almost forgot, as always, our Business Development Director, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? Wait a minute. What the heck was that? Uh, I'm fourth on
0: the marquee now? Fourth? I had to do the math in my head. There were so many people on that thing.
1: Yes, and we're almost out of time after that long introduction, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm just trying to give props to our boy Digi, uh, as well as Edward Gailey. He's the man coming through for us with an interview for the second week in a row, but we're not really ready to move you off the marquee yet. I was just messing around, buddy.
0: Gotcha. I appreciate that. I mean, of course, if I was going to be moved off the marquee, Ed Gately is someone that I would be honored to turn the mantle over to Digi, on the other hand. I uh, Well, you know, he does have the Digi Awards named after him, coming up for the first time at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo, uh, awards recognizing the top partners in the industry. So you got to give him that.
1: That is for sure, Kevin. Really looking forward to even more. Applications for the Digi Awards uh, coming in. You can check that out, of course, on Channel Partners Online and the Channel Partners Conference.com website to get more information.
0: For sure, partners, get those applications in. It's a great chance to win an award and get some free food and drinks. Who can, who can beat that? So, Craig, it's awesome to be back here in the coffee house with you. And I just want to say thank you again to all our loyal Casties out there.
1: Well, hold on, Kevin. Before I blast your opening song choice, did you just say casties? What the heck is that? Our phenomenal listeners, of course, Craig. It's a thing now in the podcast world.
0: Come on. You host one. Get with it, man.
1: Yeah, pretty confident you're way off there, buddy. Casties, not a thing. Are you sure about that? I'll tell you what. Let's check the board. Good answer.
0: Good answer. Good answer.
1: Show me casties.
0: Ooh. Looks like that's already strike one for me here.
1: No surprise. Well,
0: thank goodness. The biggest football game of the year was last Sunday. We should dive into all that sweet action, Craig.
1: Steering two. Come on, Kevin. With all due respect to our editor-in-chief, Lorna Gary, who is a diehard Patriots fan, the game was a complete dud.
0: Yeah, strike two indeed. Uh, One play, I think, over 25 yards to Gronk there at the end of the game. The punt... The punch by Hecker was nice. I mean, even though it rolled most of the way, it wasn't even like a moonshot. So even that wasn't that exciting. At least there were the commercials, right, Craig?
1: Yeah, even the commercials, uh, Kevin, I didn't think were that great. I I completely agree with you on that. There was one
0: or two that were kind of funny, don't you think?
1: Yeah, you have to go back to the Bud Bowl, I think from the 90s. Uh, That was about the last time that I really enjoyed the commercials. One I did like, though, was the Planters commercial or a frequent guest of the podcast, he hasn't been on in a while, but, uh, you know, last year, was featured in that commercial, and it was kind of funny. Winning.
0: You know, Craig, that was funny. Charlie Sheen with the, and people think I'm nuts. Absolute genius, man. That was great. Uh, (laughs) Probably was our podcast that got him back on the map.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, speaking of maps, uh, what do you say we get ourselves back on course? here. I want to know what the deal is with that opening song. Again, I let you select it. I don't know why I keep doing that.
0: Funny you should ask, Craig. It's of course the smash hit from Walk the Moon, for those who actually listen to music on the radio nowadays. (laughs) One foot in front of the other. While this song may not be in our typical genre, it has a fun and upbeat tone, which I figured would be good to get things going on the podcast. And get this, Craig, The title theme lends itself to the subject of our latest new segment.
1: Oh boy. Not sure where this is going, but hit us with it, Kev.
0: Coffee with Craig and Kevin, helping you quim the channel. Quim? Why, Craig, it's Kevin's whimsical industry metaphors, of course.
1: Ah, geez. I'll tell you what, Kevin, I'll help you save your metaphor in what will assuredly be your third strike until the close of this podcast. Meantime, how about we bring in someone who has actually been helping partners effectively Quim, dang it, Swim, the channel for years now.
0: I appreciate your kindness, good sir, for your sake, for my sake, for our listeners' sake.
1: Let's do it. All right, Kevin, very pleased to welcome in our first guest today. He is Zane Long. He is the Senior Vice President of Global Channels with Ring Central. Zane, how are you today?
2: I'm very well and happy to be here.
1: Well, we are glad to have you. Wanted to ask you right off the bat, there's been a lot of talk lately about how the customer experience is everything, whether it's in the channel or a retail or pretty much any industry. RingCentral's has really taken that to heart with the purchase of a couple of customer engagement platforms in the last few months. Uh, why don't you tell us about them and the importance they will play as far as channel partners are concerned?
2: Yeah, Greg, we agree with you. It is, you're right, customer experience is everything. And it is why we did make two key acquisitions in this area. You know, as we continue to strengthen our customer engagement portfolio, one of those acquisitions was DeMello, a France-based partner. We did announce that at our Connect Central event that we had. And with this uh, is the product that we now call RC Engage. Let me tell you a little bit of why. This enables agents to efficiently manage customer interactions across all digital channels via a single interface. Uh, and this does make for a better customer experience. It's important because consumers who have preferred modes of communication have evolved uh, into various digital channels, including mobile, messaging, social media, and email. And then the second acquisition that we made was Connect First. This is, as, uh, as you may know or may not know, a cloud-based outbound blended customer engagement platform, and this bolsters our customer engagement portfolio with inbound communications and optimization contact center, digital customer engagement. And you know, without question, our primary focus has been addressing the needs of businesses as they look to enable their mobile and distributed workforces all across the world.
0: Wow, Zane, sounds like a lot of new and, to use your word, engaging things for your agents and partners to take advantage of Ring at RingCentral. RingCentral had participated in what we call our Thunderdome sessions at last fall's Channel Partners Evolution event. Thank you for the support of the event, as always. A unique setting where we gave participating UCAS providers the chance to say what makes their solution better than the competitors. So what say you about that today?
2: I love your Thunderdome uh, events. <laughs> They're one of my favorite things. So I, I'm, I hope you guys keep doing those because I've had a lot of fun at those as well. Well, thank uh, you. I wasn't actually up on the very last one. I, one of my other people that worked for me went up and did his thing, but I, I do like the Thunderdomes. Those are those are fun. So, yeah, so here are some things, you know, obviously changing workforce behavior, it, it, things are changing, right? Workers want to be able to access all modes of communication, they want to do it from a single platform, and RingCentral is poised to deliver with its unified experience. Probably doesn't need to be said on this call, but you know, obviously leader in the gardener, you know, we continue to get a lot of unbiased information about what we're doing and how we're growing. Uh, we get you know, people talking about our open platform, which enables seamless business workflows through app integrations uh, to meet business needs, uh, integrating with Google, with Microsoft and Salesforce. And speaking of one of those kind of unbiased, I woke up real happy one morning to get this incredible survey. was from Bear, and they had uh, done a survey, often like what you guys do, Kevin. I know you sometimes go out and talk to partners uh, every we once do. in a while. Well, they did too, and hundreds and hundreds of partners did they survey and came out with some pretty amazing things that we were obviously very pleased to hear at Ring Central. So things like this is a quote, you know, standalone cloud providers are clearly winning in the channel with faster growth expected relative to hybrid on premise providers. Or this is another quote of the partners surveyed that said that they sell standalone cloud providers product the most. Seventy one percent said they sell Ring Central the most. Wow. So you can imagine that was a really happy morning when I woke up to that particular survey.
1: You know, Zane, it was Kevin who first turned me on to that survey. Few people know he's one of the most read people in the channel, isn't that right, Kevin?
0: <laughs> yeah, and that information probably <laughs> shocks everyone listening to this podcast that knows me.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it, it is a good read though, and Zane, love it if you'd go into a little more, maybe broadly, about some of the interesting trends. Uh, when it comes to and you touched on it a bit, but pure cloud versus on-premises and and hybrid adoption, including and especially what partners are selling. So uh, give us a couple of those trends and, and your take.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give you my take first on this. In, in a Student of the industry, you know, not obviously to to your your position, Kevin. I know that you you know a big reader and stuff, but you know I've been doing this <laughs> a little while too. But uh, the UCAS adoption, there's no, there's no question. when you look out to what the analysts are saying they're seeing a 40% growth year over year in ucas. I'm personally looking to see that co up because it's been at 40% for a couple of years now, but I think the adoption curve is moving and I I'm here to say that I see that going to 45 to 50% even this year. Let's see what happens. A couple more bear points though. Uh, you know, here's another quote, you know, partners seem to be more optimistic about uc sales over the next 3 months with 48% expecting sales of at least 30% and no respondents expecting sales to decline. So it looks like a lot of partners agree with what I just said. I do believe it will be true. We'll see, of course, as we move forward. And then this is one I also thought was really interesting, kind of final quote from Baird, but you know, the only partners who feel their UC sales may be up 50% over the next three months claim that the UC provider that they sell the most is RingCentral. 100% of those who believe sales will be flat Claim to sell Cisco the most. That to me is a really, really interesting and introspective quote that was garnered from obviously the survey questions that Baird asked of hundreds and hundreds of partners.
0: Those are some excellent results for, for Ring Central. And, you know, Craig and I, we did our own survey of whose podcast within the channel is the best thing. And among our parents, they said coffee with Craig and
1: Kevin. <laughs> are you sure you interviewed my dad on that one? He might have gone another way.
0: You know, he was a non-respond. So, oh, got so it. We, got it. We dodged it. We dodged that one. But uh, no. In all seriousness, though, congratulations to to you and Ring Central. Saying that is that is some great results. Those are some great results. Well read as I am, I have excellent grammar. There was a lot of talk at your recent Connect Central event about artificial intelligence and machine learning. Can you give us a high-level overview of what RingCentral Central is doing in emerging tech and how your partners will be able to benefit?
2: Absolutely. We're partnering with a, a growing ecosystem of AI companies. Uh, some of those announced at Connect Central included uh, gong.io, uh VelvetHack, FieldLake, uh, because they have to make up these kind of names by the way uh, to show that they're part of uh, the AI community. Our you know, our partners uh, also leverage our open APIs. Right. These integrate with RingCentral uh, cloud communication solutions. And this enables us to bring customers across to broader IA services. You know, for example, the ability to capture timely customer data and drive customer engagement value. Uh, those are the kinds of things, of course, that are important to our customers. And you know, this is where, in an open platform, it's really been a game changer for RingCentral. We now have 15,000 developers on our platform and 1,500 existing integrations. Whew.
1: That's an impressive number. And growing. I can only imagine that some of that, or at least a discussion of that, will be on display at the upcoming Channel Partners Conference and Expo in Las Vegas. Uh, thanks to RingCentral for being a premier sponsor of that event. You're going to be in booth 742, so that's where uh, partners can find you April 9th through the 12th. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what partners who stopped by your booth uh, will hear from you and RingCentral representatives uh, who are on hand? I would imagine it's uh, many of the same things we've been talking about.
2: Yeah, it will be, Craig, for sure. And, you know, they're going to hear m- more about our 2019 initiatives. We are going to continue to be the leader in the space. You know, we're going to continue to uh, have a dominant position in the mind share of partners. I have a saying, think RingCentral first. Uh, it's something that is very meaningful to the entire channel organization at Ring central. But I do want to say, too, that there's things that we're doing for partners that, in my 20 years of running channel partner programs, I've not really had the opportunity to do. And this is engaged with our partners' customer bases in a more meaningful way. I'm just going to give you one example that partners can hear more about. But this example is what we call a partner-customer forum, where we uh, we choose one of our partners to participate, Uh, in getting, you know, 20 to 25 of their customers to come to a 90-minute event that RingCentral sponsors. The goal of this event is to give the customer an opportunity to look at what UCAS is about so that after that partner customer forum, then that customer might be open to learning a little bit more about UCAS and a little bit more about RingCentral. So if you're a partner that wants to learn more about that, definitely come by and see us in Vegas. And uh, I hope that uh, I look forward to seeing uh, you and Kevin there as well.
0: Zane is a former partner. That sounds like an unbelievable opportunity to work with a supplier, vendor, provider on that. So can you tell us where partners can find you before the show, maybe if they're interested in that opportunity as well?
2: Well, you know, you can always go to simply, you know, ringcentral.com. We have a partner tab there. You can learn more about our partner program, and there's information that can be gathered. There's also uh, the partner can fill out information so that we would get back with the partner once we receive that and make sure they know everything that uh, we're doing at Ring Central.
0: Outstanding. Thank you so much for joining us here Zane and making our podcast much more intelligent than it normally is. Uh, we really <laughs> appreciate that. And I uh, bring in the value to the partners and of course for your long support of channel partners. We've been growing, you've been growing, so it's it's always good to talk about that with some of our premier sponsors. Really appreciate it. Well, you're
2: very welcome and again, thank you for having me.
1: Thank you Zane. Appreciate it. Great stuff there from Zane Long at Ring Central. Kevin, as always, our interviews bringing the meat to our stale bread sandwich.
0: (laughs) No doubt, Craig. Can't wait to see all the great things Ring Central will be doing on site in Las Vegas.
1: Hey, speaking of Vegas, isn't it time for our standard (laughs) shameless plug?
0: Why wouldn't it be, Craig? Cue the slots!
1: You know, this year's conference program is shaping up to be bigger and better than ever. We have built this year's agenda so there is truly education and content available for everyone who attends. Take some examples, if you would. Our Business Success Symposium, this will be happening on Tuesday, April 9th. Uh, features a keynote from Forbes' top-ranked leadership contributor, Adam Hartung. Kevin, I think you and I talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago, how we weren't quite up to the level of being ranked by Forbes, but uh, at least Adam is. Uh, And it's all about being ready for the future, he says, so we're looking forward to that. He'll be discussing how making disruption your friend can lead to big profits in this ever-changing marketplace. Of course, our concurrent education sessions, which start on Wednesday the 10th, We'll feature tracks on business of the channel, always a hit, also channel revenue and supplier portfolio, channel marketing and sales, and cloud and colo. Lastly, our keynote sessions, always popular. They're going to be bigger and more informative than ever. They will feature several of the leading analysts and visionaries in our industry, meaning that you and I, buddy, will be far from that keynote stage.
0: (laughs) That's a given, Craig. But, you know, when it comes to the keynotes, let's not forget the free food, Craig. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes, Kevin, of course the free food. Lunch was always your favorite subject in school.
0: No argument here, Craig. The keynotes are, of course, open to everyone with a badge, but more than ever, it's worth stepping up to the Conference and Expo and All Access Passes to get the most out of your week in Las Vegas. Details on badge types are available on www.channelpartnersconference.com, and don't forget to ask any of the exhibitors and sponsors listed on the site that you know already if they can offer you a code for a discounted rate for these passes.
1: And just so our audience knows, you don't have to say www anymore. That was like 20 years ago, my friend.
0: Old habits die hard, as the song goes.
1: (laughs) Well, that's enough about us, Kevin. It's time for me to break the news to you that your pending horrific metaphor will not be the only new segment launched on this episode.
0: Five foot one!
1: That's right, as Edward Gately is making his second cameo as an intrepid editor and interviewer. It's now time for... Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Edward Gately. Ooh, I like it. Yes, this week, Ed is in his second home of Las Vegas at the Checkpoint software CPX 360 event. He landed an interview with Checkpoint's channel boss, who's brand new there after lengthy stints at VMware and HP.
3: This is Edward Gately, news editor with Channel Partners Online and Channel Futures, here with Frank Roch, Checkpoint's new head of worldwide channel sales. How are you, Frank?
4: I am doing great. That's good. How can you not be doing great? We have like thousands of people here, over 800 partners, and there
3: is a great buzz around Checkpoint. Plus, we're in Vegas. Okay, great. So, why did you want to join Checkpoint? You know, for a whole lot of different reasons. So. Obviously, I know Checkpoint.
4: I've known Checkpoint over the last three and a half years, four years. As we developed our security and networking over at VMware, mm-hmm. always had a lot of respect. Great technology, and you know when I when I looked at various companies that I wanted to continue my career with, I looked for a couple different things. I looked for leadership, and not only market leadership but people leadership. So when you look at Gill and you look at Dan, the guy that I work for, you get great leadership and a very very flat lack of hierarchy, organization that moves very, very quickly. And to me, that was really important. And then you look at market leadership, and the technology, you can't argue with the technology. I mean, the stuff we've announced over the last couple of weeks, the 6,000, Maestro, what we're doing with Affinity, the Cloud Guard, Dome 9, Sandblast, and I could go on and on. So market leadership and people leadership And then, you know, look, I don't know whether I'm the best at it or mediocre or whatever, but I do know, you know, running an $8 billion channel for HP and running a $3 billion channel for VMware, Mm -hmm. you know, I think... I could do a couple different things. I think I can improve the channel program. Not that it's bad at all right now, but I think we can make it better. And I've learned that over the last couple of days, learned that over in Thailand. And I believe that some of the relationships that I have worldwide, we could be able to leverage that. So it's kind of that perfect
3: lining up with the stars and everything pointed to Checkpoint. And then how will your experience come into play in your new role? You kind of just touched on that. With like with look, I've been meeting partners that have been 20 years with Checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing a great job, they really
4: have. But, you know, when you, when you look at lining things up, you know, whether it's incentives, programs, business intelligence, alignment with the field, et cetera, and being able to not necessarily just put together a program, but be able to mechanize the channel, to be able to evolve our current channel into the cloud, into mobility, to be able to talk about things like infinity, Mm -hmm. which is a much more comprehensive solution, and then eventually, where we need them, to be able to recruit born-in-the-cloud partners and to be able to recruit mobility partners to be able to serve markets that we're not serving right now. And finally, to be able to form great alliances, like I was able to do over at VMware. So with AWS, with Azure, um, with some of the mobility partners,
3: um, it's just a great opportunity. And now, what's your take on Checkpoint's current channel strategy? It's evolving. It's very much evolving. And, you know, I'll go back to the word
4: clarity. I think you're traveling tomorrow, but what I'm going to be saying on stage is I'm going to be saying, let's change the way we think about the game. Let's change from the typical channel meeting with the CEO where you throw a dart into the wall and you say, hey, you know, I think we ought to, you ought to grow by 30% and the partner says, well, you know, maybe yes, maybe no, I don't know what the partner said. Now we go back and we go back to what we've learned over the last 25 years. What type of activities drive channel growth? So when you look at demos, when you look at checkups, when you look at uh, delegations, bringing customers over to Israel, whether you look at when you look at sea level meetings, etc., when you look at planning with our direct sales force, um, going after new prospects, demand generation, we're going to start to go back to the basics and we're going to start from the bottom rather than where you throw the dart and to help the partners really understand what the proven activities
3: are, how they can leverage our assets to be able to grow their business. So that kind of goes into my next question. Will you be making any specific changes to CheckPoint's partner program? Yeah, I just spent a lovely 30 minutes with my boss and um, Dan was
4: very, very clear that our agenda going forward is, hey, we gotta keep on doing what we're doing, but we need to be able to pivot and we need to be able to change direction into advanced technologies. So we want to be able to reward partners, to be able to train partners, to be able to give partners business intelligence, collateral tools to be able to go after the advanced technologies. And we feel like we have market advantage. I mean, clear market advantage with what we announced. So we want to go after basically competitive install bases. We want to go after new logos. We want to go after new customers. So having said all that, then offer clarity in the program. If you want them to do that, reward them for doing it. If you want to have a QPR or a partner meeting with one of my channel account managers, then let's talk about those items that are on the agenda that are mutually good. Because what partner in the world
3: doesn't want to expand their revenue base, doesn't want to expand their profit base, and doesn't want to expand their customer base? You mentioned this earlier. What will be your message to partners on Partner Day? Can you elaborate a little more on that? Yeah, first of all, thank
4: you. Yeah, you know, that's the biggest thing. I mean, this is the warmest welcome, I think, you know, literally, I, and it's not about me. It's probably more about Checkpoint that I, I believe anybody has ever gotten moving from one company to the other in the channel. I mean, literally, I've got tens of thousands of either text, emails, links, LinkedIn, etc., just saying, you know, best of luck. You made a great move. You chose a great company. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say thank you um, for the opportunity they've given me and, you know, certainly warm wishes. And then I'm, going to, then I'm going to say, you know, we're starting from a good place. We really are. Because I don't care how good your channel program is. If your products are bad or they're non-competitive, I've never seen a program solve a product problem. We have a great company that we're dealing with right now. And then I'm going to talk about the clarity. I'm going to talk about the new program. I'm going to talk about the activities. And the key with the activities is we're going to go after new customers. We're going to go after advanced technology. But we're going to put together a program that benefits the reps, the SEs, but also benefits the owners. Because oftentimes you'll see some of the companies in the industry that you and I deal with where they'll say, hey, we want to spiff the rep. We want to spit the Mm SE, And the owner's like, well, that's great, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. really do anything for me. This program does something for everybody.
3: Okay, now what are uh, the biggest challenges currently facing Checkpoint and its partners?
4: I would say getting the message out, kind of hitting the reset button uh, for some of them. So being able to tell the new story versus the old story to be able to evolve evolve Mm -hmm. in a new model and to be able to not focused necessarily on defending an install base, but to be able to attack the market. Because whether you read Sun Tzu or whoever you might read, I mean, when you have the high ground, you need to be aggressive. And we believe we have the high ground right
3: now. Okay, now for partners who haven't worked with you before, what do you want them to know about what it's like working with you?
4: If you look at the history that I've had, you know, again, I'm not one of these career channel guys. So, I, so I, ran a, uh, I ran a direct sales force, 800, 900 people. I ran strategy and planning for the Americas. And then basically, they felt so bad about giving me that job that they said, what do you want to do next? Mm-hmm. I said, well, the channel thing seems pretty cool. So that's where I started in channels. But my point in saying that is, you know, I think that people trust me. And I think people understand that it's really a say-do culture. And it's a say-do attitude that I bring to Checkpoint. But mm-hmm. I think they also realized that I would not have taken this job if I didn't feel like I had a company behind me that wanted to invest
3: in the channel. So that's the message. What's on your to-do list, and what do you hope to have accomplished, say, a year from now? <laughs> <laughs> How far do you want to go? Okay. Um, uh,
4: so it's, We're prioritizing. We want to get the program right. We want to get the organization right. We want to get the ecosystem right. We wanna make sure we're evolving our current channel. We wanna make sure we're evolving our workforce so our channel account managers are capable of being able to tell those new story and to be able to add value to our partner. So when you flip the calendar page a year from now, you know we're grown at double digits. Basically, partner satisfaction is up. Partners are making more margin. We're getting new logos. Dome Nine, CloudGuard have been the premier security products for not only Azure and AWS, but Alibaba and other clouds. And basically, people are really getting the mobile protection. They're really getting the uh, sandblast message, and everybody is talking about it. That's what I hope it looks like a year from now.
3: Oh, well, thanks a lot for talking to me.
4: No, it's great. Thank you for the opportunity. I mean, you know, you guys are really important because, again, we want to get a strong message to the channel. You've always been a great advocate and a great vehicle to be able to get that message out. So the pleasure is all mine. Okay, awesome.
0: Craig, once again, phenomenal information there from Frank with Checkpoint Software. And let me tell you, Ed was out there rocking it again too, brother.
1: No doubt, no doubt. And after your upcoming industry metaphor debacle, Ed will be one step closer to replacing you on the marquee.
0: Well, we'll just have to see about that one, Craig. Hit him with the music! All right, folks, it's time to help you quim the channel with...
1: Kevin's Whimsical Industry Metaphors.
0: This latest metaphor struck me when two things happened. I read a great article from Lorna Gary on the state of the current economic market and how the channel can take advantage. And two, Spotify put this song in my daily mix this morning just before we started here.
1: No, I see. It's really a scientific process with you, eh?
0: Whatever, Craig. Here we go. So, as Lorna Gary tells us, you know, with the market down and, you know, the S&P 500, the Dow and everything coming way down year over year, businesses are beginning to play it safe. Herein lies an opportunity for the channel, which is growing bigger and better than ever before, as analysts tell us, especially a huge opportunity for those that are willing to be bullish. Now, how can we be bullish without doing it together? Hence, walking together, get what I did there, walking together together mm. one, foot in front of the other.
1: one foot in front of the other
0: what do I mean by that Craig you're dying to know aren't you
1: What what you say oh, oh yeah yeah dying to know
0: so when we're walking together one foot in front of the other we're doing it as a vendor and a partner working together to help a client a partner and a customer working together to diagnose how they can more efficiently Work together, and the partner can go ahead and help that customer out with their needs. New to the channel recently, and we've talked a lot about this, partner and provider working together. Agents, MSPs, Communications, IT. Working together as referral sources, so they can become that common cliched word, that trusted advisor for their customers, because as we all know, the more we can help a customer meet every single one of their needs, the more likely they are to remain, our customers and lastly and of course I would say more importantly but I'm a little biased the channel partners and channel futures brands working together with our vendors and our partner audience one foot in front of the other navigating this channel together growing together helping these end-user businesses together again one foot in front of the other throughout 2019 brother that's it Craig that's the metaphor it was pretty whimsical what do you think i guess the only thing i could say is you can't hit a home run if you don't step to the plate
1: yeah you know whoever said it's better to try and fail than never to have tried at all never met you buddy (laughs) ouch Oh, and it's worth noting since Lorna Gary got two shout outs on this podcast that you are now moving to fifth place on the marquee. In fact, I don't even think your name is going to fit on the marquee anymore. It's going to be like Kevin Moe.
0: <laughs> At least we get that. You know, one day it'll just be K and then I'll be gone altogether. But, you know, I'll work with what I got.
1: All right, let's uh, distance ourselves from this uh, ridiculous nonsense and remind everyone that they can download the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin by going to iTunes and typing in Channel Partners Online. Same thing on SoundCloud. And of course, you can find all of our podcasts on ChannelPartnersOnline.com. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We will look forward to catching you again next time.
0: Here's looking at you, kids.